Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at First United Methodist Church, and I'm glad you could join me for this episode. In this episode, we're going to be looking uh, at things that have been happening in the life of the church and upcoming things. Uh, True to the name of the podcast, this week's episode is really going to be about what's going on here at First United Methodist. Uh, And with that in mind, I want to begin with last weekend we had VBS here. We had we invited the United Church of Christ um, and we hosted and the theme was monumental and I think that is a great word to describe how VBS went. It was monumental. It was awesome. Uh, Everyone who was a part of it, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who put time and effort into making Vacation Bible School happen. It is such it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. It is so worth it. So big, big thank you to Tiffany and her crew, um, to all of those uh, who gave up their time in being station leaders and being crew leaders. Uh, big thanks to Pastor Jacqueline and Michelle over at the UCC Church and their crew for for all that they did as well. Uh, it was truly great, and it was so fun to see all of the kids together, to see them interacting. It was very natural. Um, they they knew each other. They became fast friends. It was just awesome. And the feedback I've heard on this service was that it's the best VBS-themed service people have ever been to. Um and I, I would agree. Uh, it was it was phenomenal. The kids were great. Um, it just makes me so excited. Next year, we do have plans to have Trinity join us as well, and we'll be rotating VBS between the three churches. Um, but I'm really excited. I feel like this is this is exactly what we should be doing: is partnering in our community uh, with other churches and and. Uh, kind of being a witness to the unity in Christ in that way. And so um, I'm excited to to work with them and, and to find other ways that we can all uh, partner together. We also already partner together in our Loads of Love ministry. Those are the other two churches that we partner with. Um, so it, it's a very natural fit. Um, we do, so we are exploring some options for things that we can do together. And the UCC Church did uh, invite us to participate their senior um, outing group uh, is going to be meeting soon and we'll have information in the bulletin if you would like to participate in that. But basically, I think once a month they go out and they go pick somewhere to go and they, uh, you know, maybe have a meal together and, and do some activity um, and so that would be a great way if you're looking for some fellowship and something to do and you're um, a little bit older, that might be a good option. Uh, so and then just know that, again, we're looking at other other options as well. Another thing that happened in the last week was the special called session of annual conference. This was a Zoom uh, annual conference. It was held over Zoom, uh, so we did not have to travel anywhere. Uh, and this was the final special called session to deal with disaffiliations within our conference. Um, and so we had a special called session last year to deal with disaffiliations, and that's all it was dealing with. There was no other legislation um, allowed for it. Uh, so we, on Tuesday night, um, our delegates were on Zoom, and we dealt with 15 churches that have chose to disaffiliate. 
that will be the end of the disaffiliations for the time being. So what I mean by that is, excuse me, the bishop um, is not going to be calling any more special sessions of annual conference uh, before the end of the year. And the end of this year, December 31st, 2023, the special paragraph that these churches have been disaffiliating under um, will expire. That paragraph was put in place in the General Conference of 2019 and expires at the end of 2023. And so um, the churches that we're looking to leave now. Um, this was the deadline for them in our conference. Um, General Conference 2024 happens uh, spring of 2024. Well, actually, so I misspoke a little bit there. Um, the next General Conference will happen in the spring of 2024. That is right. But it is not General Conference 2024. It is actually the postponed General Conference of 2020, which is very confusing. And then the bishop did let us know um, on Tuesday night that they are expecting there to be a general conference in 2026, which would be unusual because normally they're every four years, but again, we're missing one, um, and then be back on the regular schedule in 2028. So there'll be a lot of general conferences um, coming up. Uh, and so when those happen, other provisions might be put in place if churches choose to leave, and then we might deal with that moving forward. Um, but for right now, um, we've kind of gone through that season now uh, and the hope is and the bishop has been very open about that the hope in doing that was to get us so that we can move on from this to move forward to to get back to what we're meant to be doing um, and so I am very grateful for her leadership <clears throat> and uh, and and actually have a lot of hope uh, moving forward um, I think it's been a really painful season um, but there's a lot of opportunity within it as well to, to reorganize some of our things, to be more efficient, to be more adaptable, to be um, better suited to meet the needs of people now. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of hope here. There's a lot of hope. All right, speaking of... <coughs> uh, well, I really wanted that to work out as a as a transition, and it did not. Uh, but we do have a new sermon series. <laughs> I guess I could say it. Speaking of hope, no, it doesn't really work. I do have a new sermon series that's starting this Sunday, and it's called um, Jesus Revealed. Uh, we're going to be looking at the I Am statements of Jesus in the Gospel of John. I know we've spent our whole summer basically in the Gospel of Matthew, and, and I do like to try to switch things up, but... I don't know. There's just something within me that's saying, stick with Jesus right now. Stick with the Gospels. Let's. We need to hear from Jesus. We need to be anchored and rooted in what he teaches and what he says. Um, and I felt very strongly about that. Um, and when that happens, that usually is not coming from me. That's coming from something uh, dwelling in within me. And, and I believe that to be the Holy Spirit saying, go here, do this. Um, and so that's what we're doing. So we're going to be looking at the, there's seven statements that Jesus makes in the Gospel of John that begin, I am. Uh, we're going to be looking at six of them uh, because uh, that's what we're doing. Um, and so if you're really bummed that we're not going to be talking about I am the gate for the sheep, uh, I did just preach on it not that long ago. 
Um, and so if you're really bummed, I can find that sermon for you and send it to you. But um, we're going to be looking at what Jesus says about himself. And I think you might feel like, oh, how's this going to be applicable in my life? But the more that we understand who Jesus is and who Jesus understood himself to be, the more we understand who he is for us, um, how he where he shows up for us, how he um, transforms us, how he uh, saves us, how he heals us, how he, all of those things. <clears throat> the more that we understand who Jesus is, it's also the more we can understand who we are. And so um, we're going to be doing that series uh, kicking off this fall. And I'm really excited. We're going to be starting this Sunday with I am the light of the world. Um, and I can already, I, it was so much fun to really dig into that and really start to see how prevalent that image really is, that metaphor for God. Um, and so I'm looking forward to spending this time with you in that way. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we kick off our Wednesday night 605 programming. Um, so 5.30, come and eat. This Wednesday's a little bit different. It's orientation night, and and we ask that the whole family stays. Uh, please do not drop your kids off, uh, but come eat with them and stay because the information is for the whole family. Um, one of the things that I've learned over the years, I've spent a lot of time in youth ministry, and Tiffany, who has been a teacher before she came to the church, uh, we know that kids are not the most reliable sources when it comes to passing information to their parents. Um, are they capable of it? Theoretically, yes. Do they do it? No. And I don't know why that is. I, I have... I have tried, I feel like, every method under the sun to communicate through kids to get so that parents, and parents would be like, I've never heard of that before. Um, and it wasn't until I really started directly communicating with parents or sending things, and when I would mail things, I would mail things to the parents and then say the parents of so-and-so kids so that they knew that what it was was about their kid. Um, so we want to talk to you. Um, we want you to know what your kid is doing this year in 605, what to expect when you drop them off, or uh, and also know that, that we will need help. Um, this is an important part of your form child's formation, and in particular, their spiritual formation, which they're not going to be getting anywhere else. Um, you know, character formation, we do that, but other places do that as well. Social formation, it happens here, but it can happen other places. The only place that is really investing and in developing your child's spiritual life, which is a necessary component of a happy and healthy life, is here. This is where that happens. And we want you to understand what we're doing with that. We want you to be a part of it. We want you to support it because if you're not supporting it, then it's hard to make that happen. Um, but I think it's important that you understand and can trust when you have your child participate in something that you understand what they're doing. And so we want you to come and be a part of that, understand what, what we're doing this year. Um, we do have a tendency to switch things up uh, every year. So even if your kid was here last year, it might look different this year. And when I say it might look different, it looks different. Um, I think I probably have the reputation now in this church that I, I just don't stick with anything very long. And that's funny because uh, that is the opposite of my personality. <laughs> But, um, you know, the world has changed so much in the short time that I've been here uh, that, you know, we're, we're still 
we're still working on trying to find what works right now. Um, and so I do appreciate your willingness to go with me on all of those things and know that we do it not in vain, not because we don't value consistency. Um, the things that are consistent are what are important. And that's the content of what we share, the love of God, the showing up for each other, the discipleship is consistent. It's just, we keep trying new ways to see how we can connect with people. Um, and so, and we'll never stop trying. And I hope that you see that in us, that we will never give up. We will never stop trying to be um, reaching whoever we can reach. And so 5.30, eat. 5.45-ish, um, 6 to 5 will be doing their orientation along with confirmation students. That'd be students in grade seventh grade, eighth grade, and ninth grade this year, because last year we moved to a two-year program. And so our seventh and eighth graders are now eighth and ninth graders. Um, and so uh, you will be meeting with me up in our confirmation room and be hearing about what this year of confirmation is going to look like. Uh, and so that's happening Wednesday night. Also, uh, if you're interested, we will be having our musical groups as well. So bell choir and vocal choir, <laughs> regular choir. Chancel Choir, <laughs> Jubilee Bells and Chancel Choir uh, uh, also will be practicing on Wednesday nights. I'm not sure which Wednesday night they start, so um, if you're interested in that, uh, let me know. Also, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, so that would be the 30th, uh, I will be starting a new small group, um, small group study on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And so that's open to anybody. Um, I've been doing one Tuesdays at lunch for since I've been here, um, but I really felt it was important to offer an evening one as well, because I know there's a lot of you that cannot do a lunch series. Um, and also, I still will offer Sunday mornings from time to time if I get questions again, the questions with Pastor Katie. And so if you have questions about the church, about faith, about God, about anything related to what we do here, spiritual formation, discipleship. Um, there is a box that is sitting outside the office. Uh, you can write your question down, put it in the box. You can call, text, email me as well if you have questions that you would like submitted. And then when I have three or four questions, then I schedule them out and create the classes for those. Uh, those will still happen on Sunday mornings. Wednesday night at seven o'clock, we're going to be doing um, short-term studies and we're going to be doing video studies so it's there's no homework and um, we're starting with one by bob goff that can be found on right now media um which is great because let's say you miss a week and you're like oh well now i don't know you you have access to it at any time um <clears throat> but that'll be starting the last wednesday in august uh and we'll switch those studies up and i'll i'll let you know when those things happen I also want to talk really briefly. Um, over the summer, we had some positions come open. Over the <clears throat> over the summer, we had some positions come open in the church, and I'm happy to say at this point they are now all filled again. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Uh, I do not like when we have staff transitions. I've been so grateful. I've loved our staff, um, and Sue May, who's been our Bell Choir director forever. Her and her husband have moved this summer to Nebraska. We'll still see her around. She has assured us she might even pop up in Jubilee Bells once in a while as a fill-in bell ringer. Um, <clears throat> but uh, she, 
can I just be honest with you? Those, those are some tough shoes to fill. Uh, those were some tough shoes to fill. That is not, there are not a plethora of bell choir directors just out in Yankton. <laughs> but I'm happy to say that we have, we have um, done our best to um, find people to fill those positions. And what we decided to do is kind of break that position apart a little bit. So Sue had, had been the director for three different bell choirs here in our church. Um, Kingdom Chimes, Agape Bells and Jubilee Bells. Jubilee Bells will be now taken on. Jill Wilson will take that on. Jill um, has played with the bells, uh, has had experience in leading bells. So you will see Jill now as the organist, the choir director, and the Jubilee Bells choir director. Uh, and we thank Jill for taking on that role and stepping into that and continuing in her investment in the music and worship of this church. We are truly blessed and grateful for Jill and all that she does here. Uh, the younger two bell choirs, are going to be folded into um, children and youth music, which is all going to be led by Sarah Clavon, our praise team director. If you were around at all for Vacation Bible School, you realize that Sarah's real, Sarah has many gifts, but top among those gifts are working with children. Uh, and so this is very much in her wheelhouse. And so Sarah is going to be doing different varieties of music with our kids and having them share and worship uh, often, I hope, uh, but that might that will mean that sometimes it will be bells, sometimes it will be singing, sometimes it'll be who knows what, who knows what they'll come up with together. The door is open in that way. Um, so we thank Sarah for taking that on, and and we're excited to see um, what comes out of that partnership in that way. Uh, <clears throat> the other positions, uh, Julie Moderager resigned from her her role as the um, parish care and outreach coordinator. Uh, and we thank her. What we realize, uh, Julie is, she's still around. She's still part of our church. She's still going to be active in things. But one of the things we realized was um, the scope of that role was quite large uh, and not suited for someone with a full-time job on top of it. Uh, and so uh, Julie did so, so much good work and also did really good work at realizing um it was too much for her, too much for any one person, honestly. Uh, and so we took that feedback to heart and we also decided to break out. She also was the kids hope coordinator. So she, we took what she was doing as a part-time position and broke it out into three different people, different positions, because we feel like that is much more manageable. And so Tiffany, uh, Bestie, who's on staff here, is going to take on the role of the Kids Hope Coordinator, kind of enfold that into um, the fact that she's already doing kind of overseeing children and youth in our church. And so she's just taking that um, kind of under her umbrella that's already exists. <clears throat> and so if you're interested in being a Kids Hope mentor this year, talk to Tiffany Bestie. Um, and as someone who did Kids Hope mentoring last year, um, do it, do it. It was one of the most rewarding things that I got to do last year. There were weeks where I was like, I, I was like, you know, I felt bad leaving for an hour <laughs> during the day, to, but I never felt bad when I, when I was doing it because I realized um, how important and special it was and what a privilege it was to be invited into this child's life and to just be able to to be with them and to see them and hear them and and love them uh, and show them the love of Christ without being, you know, 
my favorite, I got to share this one story. Um, it was early on. We were still getting to like, I think it was the first day uh, and, and I had an older child and they were wanting to know what I did for a living. They didn't know. They didn't know me from Adam. And I said, well, why don't you guess? Why don't you guess what I do for a living? Um, that was interesting. <laughs> the first, the first thing they guessed was that I worked in a convenience store that I worked in a gas station. And I was like, I think it was because I was wearing jeans and I had said I come from work. So that might've been part of it. Um, and I was like, nope, nope, I don't, I don't work in a gas station. Uh, and then they, they guessed that I was a carpenter. <laughs> so, so yeah, apparently my wardrobe, uh, I should be out, uh, building things, I guess. But uh, they were surprised when I said that I was a pastor. Um, but we that wasn't that wasn't, you know, my role there. My role was just to invest in them and 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 they invited me to concerts and to and then were really excited when I showed up. And um, so I just if you've never experienced that, or if you have always felt like I don't know how to do much, but I feel like I want to make a difference. Mentoring, all it really requires you to do is show up and show up consistently and just be there. We played a lot of games. We drew, we made crafts, we would do some math homework, which I had to relearn how to do. But the big thing was week after week, it just showed up. If you want to make a difference, Take an hour of your week and show up for a kid. It was good. Highly recommend. All right, so if that touched your heart, talk to Tiffany. Uh, the other two pieces uh, are one is member care and one is mission and outreach. Um, and so on the member care side of things, the way that I like to kind of think about it is this is caring for the people who are already here and 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 um, getting the people who are already here involved in what we're doing. Um, and so that's going to be uh, ushering, greeting and what we're doing here. Again, it's kind of the internal stuff. And so we need ushers and greeters and uh, fellowship for our worship time. You know, again, recruiting from our people to serve our people. That's going to be member care. That person that, that has taken on that position, her name is Danny Fromm. Uh, you might not see her that much on the weekends. Uh, she is, uh, she does have a job as well. Um, but what we found and what we we hope is that um, and cutting down the scope of responsibility that it's more doable to do both. Um, but Danny's going to, you might be getting calls or notes from Danny to get involved in things. She also is going to be working with uh, our parish nurse, Susan Thorson, on caring for our homebound, our nursing home. She's also going to be, you know, in charge of reaching out and connecting to our college students and things like that, that we, that we do and that the parish care and outreach team had covered <laughs> again, taking on those sort of internal roles and responsibilities and, and helping coordinate and recruit all of that. Hold on. 
And then on the other side, our mission and outreach, that is the stuff that we do where we send people into the community when we reach out, when we go out to serve, and when we reach out to invite in. And Carla Hummel has taken on that position as the mission uh, and outreach coordinator. And so she is going to be the one that is recruiting for our missions, like Loads of Love that I've already mentioned, like... um, the banquet, when we do that, like the angel tree, um, those types of things, or any of our outreach things. Anytime that we are going out into the community, outside the walls of the church, um, when we are serving or wanting to participate or to support something, Carla's going to be the one to coordinate that. And so if you have ideas for missions that you think would be great, you can talk to Carla. Um if you have ideas for things to to help connect and serve the community that already exists in the church, talk to Danny, or you can always talk to me. Um, but I have heard that I am very scary and uh, intimidating, right? So I can understand if you don't want to talk to me, you want to talk to one of those ladies, but I promise I'm nice and you can talk to me too. Uh, and And so we're really excited about these additions and really excited and grateful again for the work that's been done up until this point and moving forward uh, the way that that, um, these roles are getting filled. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, Yeah, a lot lot is happening and I'm really grateful. I'm excited. I want to say an extra thank you and praise. to all those who came with their backpacks as well on Sunday. We did our backpack blessing as kids start school this coming week. Uh, so many prayers for the children, the parents, the teachers, the staff, the administration as that really gets underway. Uh, yeah, we're getting back in the swing of things. So I hope to see you in worship really soon. Uh, and God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of What's Going On. We'd love to have you join us for worship here at the church on Sundays at 10 a.m. You can also find us online via our website at firstumcyankton.org or search for us on YouTube.